People, welcome back to another pre-recorded podcast of the Arsenio Buck Show. As always, man, another episode of the Ramble of Positivity. Now, I, uh, unfortunately, I've actually told you guys that I was going to do another Gary Vee podcast, but I believe that it, the, yeah, that podcast would have been about five to ten minutes. So I was like, nah, I'm just going to schedule a blog post. So you guys could check that blog post, uh, what is it, at... I'll probably just talk about the things that I talked about on there on here. Uh, schedule the pod. What is it? God dang it. Later on tonight, let's just say within about 17 hours, the blog post will be available at thearseniobuckshow.com so you can check it out there. And without further ado, oh my God, I really got, I really just need to, man, you, you know, after, damn, you know, this year has been crazy for the last two months and it sucks because i was clinging on to hope that was never there um just the problems that i've had of course with uh so many different things here and oh my god just a week ago ma'am i was in just uh an abyss of melancholy i didn't even know what it was but boy it was that la- it was that moment where I started complaining again about women in Thailand, but now, of course, that just all went away um, because I read some Dale Carnegie, How to Stop Wearing and Start Living, and just shut off the past. And so I also shut off the future, too. And, man, sometimes I ask myself if, you know, back in 2016, being as grateful as I am today and being literally just a month away from never going back to this place that I spent three and a half years at, can you believe that? Such great times, and then, of course, over the last two years, it's been disgusting. But it doesn't matter if it was disgusting. It was character building. It was just I would, the courage building, and I never gave up. I didn't want to give up and give them the benefit or the power. Not saying, you know, oh, man. But over the last year, man, I don't know why I continued to stay there, but I did for whatever stupid reason. And then it just kept culminating into something that was just much more worse and worse and worse. And, of course, things happen, and they happen for a reason, and they shouldn't have happened the way they did just because I should have left way before that, but I didn't. But now it just feels good. When I go there, I'm just floating. I'm on cloud nine because I can't be phased. Like, I cannot be touched. And that last email I sent to... Of course, it doesn't really matter, but that last email I sent, I said, yeah, I don't need anything from you. Thank you very much. And it's funny, um, I was actually talking on the phone with one of my uh, colleagues, uh, the only guy I talked to there, and I was telling him, I was like, you know what? I just had a part-time interview, which was magnificent. And when I had this part-time interview, uh, there was this guy that had 30 years of experience teaching this particular subject. And he's like, hey, I'm just going to walk you through and give you some suggestions. He didn't he did not demean me. He did not insult my intelligence. He didn't do anything like that. He said, hey, here we go. Here's this. Here's the." It it was amazing because in those 20 minutes, that man taught me more in 20 minutes than I've learned in three and a half years. Literally, because I didn't know this. I didn't know that. I didn't know how it, it was just remarkable. And I'm just so grateful for having that opportunity to be in an environment like that, whereas I could succeed and learn. Because you know what? We're insatiable beings. We want to continue getting better. And well, I want to continue getting better in a lot of different areas of my life. 
So when I walked in there, it was completely different because the first time I walked in there, I think I was a little bit judgmental. But when I came in there this time, I'm like, okay, just ignore these people. Focus here, focus there, which I did. And I came out on top. It's really interesting also because right down the street is the gym that I'm going to be preparing for the Spartan race at. So everything just always comes together. Guys, Yeah. now just a week ago, remember I sent that email to that job and I was like, Oh, you know what? I see that you only hire uh, Anglo men and this and that. And I was like, you know what? Blah, 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 blah. And I literally blocked their email. It was so funny. It was terrible, actually. But um, it was that moment where I was like, okay, Arsenio, you got to snap out of this. And so I did. And once I did, I started focusing on the things that mattered again. And so, like yesterday, normally when I go to that place, you know, that I'm just working that I'm at for just another month. I would get very anxious. I would get queasy in the stomach because I don't, that's how bad the environment is. Can you imagine go to an environment like that? Like, oh my God, I'm here. Who's going to complain today? Oh my God, what's going to happen today? Oh, are there going to be insults? Are they going to be, the- oh, you don't deserve that. If you guys actually work in an environment like that, please get the hell out of there. I stayed there for more than two years. Well, no. The thing is, two years ago, I actually had a very supportive uh, head teacher. But over this last year, when you put someone at helm that is just complaining filled, who demeans everyone, who talks bad about every, who's at the end of his life. I mean, it's just sad. And I knew it was going to go down the drain. I knew it was kind of like the election, right? I said, it's either going to be a, a small margin of victory or an absolute catastrophe. Right. And this is what I told everyone like two years ago. And obviously, of course, see what's happening. Boom. You know, don't have to explain that. But when this guy became head teacher, I said, it's either going to be uh, uh, a, a success or a catastrophe. And since he became head teacher, he decided to take one of the biggest money makers that uh, like, uh, like, I guess you could say that amassed more than 33 percent of the entire month's revenue. He decided to take that out. If you look at every, I've never seen it this slow at my job ever, ever, period. And it's shocking because he did this. He called it upon himself. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He doesn't, he's not a businessman. He doesn't know how to build up teachers. He does. And so I'm just like, oh man. And I didn't see this last April. I didn't know that this was going to happen. But then when it did, I said, okay, I said, okay, Arsenio, don't. Don't even sweat it. You know exactly what you're capable of. Go out there and go look for it. And so I did. And now, you know, I was actually talking to some of my students. I was like, man, I'm so grateful. You know, I'm grateful for being able to to have this opportunity. And, you know, every time I think back to when I first started working there, man, that was like four years ago, 2014. Man, the new shopping plaza wasn't even open. I had wonderful students and oh man. And all of that is just a memory. And so I had the special privilege of actually doing this and I had to really, you know, play up to the par and you know, show them that I was actually good enough and of course I ended up being the best and of course you know, people consider me to be a threat. In terms of, you know, getting work here, getting work there. And so then I started going outside the box, guys. And I'm glad I did. It was that moment. It was that moment that someone called me and said, hey, can you teach on at Sunday on Sunday mornings? And I said, OK. And I had to fight for literally six weeks 
to get my Sunday morning off at that place. And I think that's when the fall began. Because when you don't do for them, they don't give a fuck about you. And then when one person complains, they don't give you work for two months. So it's just like the new place that I'm working at right now. He said, hey, you do a good job, we'll give you more work. And I'm like, okay, well, that's easy. (laughs) That's going to be really easy because I know just about everything. I study all the goddamn time. But, you know, going back to that moment where I said, no, I don't want to be here on a Sunday morning. I started going to another place. If it wasn't for me being rebellious at a dead-end job, I wouldn't have gotten five other projects, literally, at big banks, at everything. So that moment when you're fearful, you need to face that fear and continue to rebel and do what's best for you. You got to be selfish sometimes. And I was selfish that moment. And so here I am on the brink of a completely new, different life. And it's all going to start when I take that Melindo Airlines flight to Malaysia and, and, and just completely destroy this race and meet these people and do this and do that. And when I come back, There's no more going to that place. That's all just a memory. It's finished. It's history. It's archived. Probably just going to go there probably seven more times and that's it. And I'm just so grateful for being able to just sit here and say, man, what a, what a ride. What a ride that was. That was exciting. And at the same time, it came to an end. And of course, it always ends in a train wreck. You can never say, oh, well, I want it to end this way. I want it to end that way. How come it's not like this? Is it mutual this and that? No. And you know what? The other men there who are 40, 45, 50, 55, they've been mistreated at times. And they come back and they're like, oh, I just want to work as part time. And it's so funny that they would do that because they're basically saying to themselves, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm going to stay here at the not good enough place. And I finally broke away from that. So, of course, on a Saturdays and Sundays, I'm not there for a couple more weeks. And I might cancel those last ones if something else comes up. But on this day, I'm saying to myself, just what a big, big thank you to me for just facing that fear. You know, I thought I was just so scared. I thought, you know, what what did Eric Thomas say? He said, sometimes... We wake up and do the same thing over and over and over because we are because it's easy because we're comfortable. And that's what I thought it was. I woke up and I'm like, well, you know, this place isn't so bad. Maybe you'll get better. And the thing is, the fall started two years ago and I just never faced what really wasn't working until what really wasn't working ended up backfiring on me five months ago. And then finally I said, okay, well, fuck you. I'm moving to Bangkok. And I did it at haste. I really thought I was going to get a job immediately, but I didn't. I'm glad I didn't because that place didn't deserve me. And now what I have right now and just finally calming down and saying, okay, I got this going on. I got that going on. Okay, I need to start pushing these projects and that and this. I just went at that moment, guys, when someone told me I wasn't good enough. And although another mentor who has 30 years experience on that guy who was a server at a restaurant back in his days when he told me and put me under his wing and said okay this and that and this and that he never demeaned me or insulted my intelligence not one bit why because the thing is people know greatness and that's who you need to be around just like yesterday yesterday was a beautiful day 
Because here I was working out at this gym, the lab, BKK. I love, I love mentioning it because this gym, oh, the women, their butts. Okay, anyway, so let, let's focus, let's focus. Let's not get too taste. Let's not get too antsy around here. <laughs> but there was a woman there. She's just full of smiles. She's from Burma. Um, Myanmar, I'm sorry. She's Burmese. And I was looking at her. I was like, oh, she's probably about 32, 33 years old. She's 45. We went through one of the most grueling workouts ever. Um, we had to do like 200 sit-ups, like 150 viper squats, 60 dips, uh, the 100 death crawls, um, a lot of different things. And when she was doing her deadlifts, she was lifting more than me. And I was like, oh my God. And me, I'm literally just, just dragging myself. I just keep saying to myself, there's nothing less with, uh, there's nothing left with my body. It was all mental. And at that given moment, the trainer he's like okay guys everyone finish we were all happy and I was giving high fives I was like that was the hardest workout of my life he said all right let's see who could do the plank the longest a plank is basically putting your elbows and your fists down on the ground and holding yourself up of course three women they fell out first I fell out at a minute and 40 this older woman I think between 45 and 50 not the but not the one for Myanmar but a Thai woman she did hers for I think two and a half minutes and I said, wow, she beat me. But I'm not looking at it as a, oh, well, she beat me. God damn. That means I'm not a man. Hell no. It has nothing to do with man or woman. It has to do with willpower and the willingness to go through pain. Even when, when all odds are stacked up against you, you go through it. And this girl, this lady from Myanmar at the age of 45 did a four-minute motherfucking plane. And she stood up and she was like, her eyes were like well, a little weird. You know, I was like, dude, are you okay? Because it looked like she's about to pass out. And when I fell down, I couldn't feel my abs. I couldn't feel my legs or anything. That was at a, like a minute and 40 seconds. She did hers for four minutes. And she stood up and she was like 45 years old. And I gave her a high five and I said, age doesn't mean a goddamn thing. And just being in that atmosphere and being that pumped up and going to work and saying, oh my God, I want to be like her at 45. Not, oh my God, a 45-year-old woman beat me. That's the wrong tone. That's the wrong way to approach it. You got to say, no, I want to be like that at the age of 45. That's the type of environment you want to be around. Those are the types of people you want to be around. People who are going to push you physically, who are going to uplift you socially, who are going to help you mentally and emotionally, and who are going to give you different ideas and things that could you could improve upon and you could put into your lessons and do this and that. You got, you need to commit to never ending improvement. And I mean, I want you to learn every single day of your life because you should. And so here I am on the brink of just being grateful. I'm just grateful for everyone who's out there listening to me from the likes of China to Estonia to England to America to Uganda to, uh, damn, I forgot the other place. Uh, of course, my Germans, my Spaniards, everyone, the Mauritians, everyone out there, the Australians, everyone out there who continues to listen to me today. This is what I'm grateful for. I am truly grateful and with all my heart. I cannot give I just can't give enough thanks to all of you out there. See, this is what you got to do every morning if you can. The Ramble of Positivity on the brink. And the next one's going to come on the day of saying, this is it. Here we go. You know what? I'm going to do the next Ramble of Positivity live when I reach my hotel in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. And I'm going to say, wow, 
and I'm gonna have the biggest smile on my face. And I'm gonna say, guys, I did it. I broke away. I faced the fear, and look where I am. Guys, I encourage you and I implore you to do the same, please. And with that being said, guys, thanks for tuning back into another pre-recorded podcast. And as always, this is your host Arsenio. Stay tuned for more. Over. Oh, stay tuned for the interview tomorrow. We got an interview with. Oh my God. Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress came and that's going to be a very compelling interview. So please stay tuned for that. And until then, people, this is your host, as always, over and out. <laughs>